1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Celtic launched their season ticket renewals but there's still no manager in place. Malky Mackay says he's ready to win over the Ross County supporters and will Rangers be without Yanis Hadji for their Champions League qualifiers? I'm Andrew McLean. Joining me in the studio tonight is Gordon DL. Yes, good evening Andrew. Very exciting day um, ahead. Malky Mackay um, announced as a Ross County manager. Um, other clubs still looking for managers. Other clubs now starting rebuilds. And um, Celtic fans wondering why they're getting asked to pay money and they don't know who their manager. Well, we all think we actually know who he is, but when is he going to be announced? We're now into Wednesday. We thought it'd be Monday. Never happened. I think Roger Hanna was on last night waiting for the news. Didn't happen. I'm on the night waiting for the news and it still hasn't happened. Where is the Celtic manager? Well that's what Gordon DL thinks What do you think? 01419511025 is the number you need Or you can send us a tweet at Clyde SSB I think, I think we'll start with that news today Coming out of Celtic They did announce that uh, Well it was an announcement Probably not the announcement That Celtic fans were looking for They outlined the details of their season ticket renewals They admitted they hoped they'd had a manager in place before doing so But say that the appointment will come shortly Was the, the quote from them and I sensed a lot of frustration from Celtic fans on, on social media because I think they've felt that, you know, shortly has been the term for a while that something is going to happen, it's going to happen and, and it's still not happened. This is, I suppose this is new communication from the club saying that they feel it will happen shortly. Will it be the end of this week? Will it be the start of next week, later into next week? We, we don't really know. Well, the, the the thing about it is, Andrew, if you're a Celtic fan just now, you've got to put your faith and the Celtic board and the people that's running the club that they are going to produce. The only worry for me is if this was a club that went through the season, was changing the manager, there was only one or two things to sort out in the summer and then kick on next year and try and win their title back, try and take that title away from Rangers, then you'd be thinking, right, okay, plenty of time. There's no panic whatsoever. This is a club that's got a massive rebuilding job. Absolute massive Let's not be kidded here They've lost so many players They'll need players in Who's staying Who's going The new manager It's not a case of walking in Sitting behind his desk And thinking there's my squad We were talking on this show Not that long ago That the overhaul would be Double figures and players And players going out as well So that doesn't just happen In a week or two weeks Or three weeks Before a new manager knows it And it will be anyhow Before he knows it the season will be upon them. And uh, today, the Celtic fans, I think there's a few angry Celtic fans out there saying, well, you're asking for a money. We're prepared to give it to you. Because let's face it, I think Celtic, a team like Celtic have all, always get their supporters over a barrel. And so so is other clubs. Because you look at season tickets, for instance, you give that season ticket up. The Celtic supporters had that season ticket for years and years and years. Wanted the same seat. Their families have been there. There's a waiting list. Celtic are a massive club. They've got very loyal support. There's people desperate for those tickets. But somewhere along the line, show a bit of loyalty to your supporters. 01419511025. If you want to get in touch, let's get straight onto the phones. Chris is a Celtic fan in Kings Park. Chris, what are your thoughts tonight? How are you doing? I think uh, Gordon Diels just stole my point. He just summed up 
everything I was going to say. I'm actually thinking for a second that Gordon Dale might have saw the light and become a Celtic season ticket supporter. One, one on thing to never admit. The, I've not got the money to do that, Chris, unfortunately. One the money thing, you're, one, you're taking off a Clyde one and us guys are phoning <laughs> another time, you're having a laugh. One thing to um, never admit is that you're on the same wavelength as Gordon Dale. No, on you go. Well, for the first time ever, I actually agree with something he said, so we're on the same wavelength. I don't know if that says more about what's happening to me this season or not. Um, the news is coming out with the, with the scene tax. I don't know why anybody would be getting upset that the prices remain the same. Um, you either want the team to get better or you don't, and the only way to do that is to fund the club. Yeah, so, so I mean. The country work hard, put their money into the team, and then maybe this season they've felt hard done by. You're no guaranteed success. You're never guaranteed success, no matter who you support. But you've got to support your team. That's the whole point. There's a difference between people who are fans and people who are supporters. And supporters means going to see your team. I know that's ironic just now. You can't actually go, but you do what you can to support them by buying the merchandise. Paying for the tickets, paying for the pay-per-view, or whatever. Yeah, we've no. We feel we've been a bit hard done by. There's maybe folks saying Lawwell's taking more money out than his effort he's put in, etc. But at least give the new guy a chance. So we shouldn't be complaining about the fact the season tickets not went down. It's a benefit. It's not went up. If anything, I would have rathered it did go up a bit, and then they were showing they were keen. I mean, no, we'll, no, we'll take no. that point first of all Gordon we'll let you come back in Chris we'll take that point because I think Celtic fans on this from what I've seen on social media and, and what Chris is saying there are kind of split into two camps there, mm-hmm. there are some people that will pay their season ticket money and turn up no matter what yeah. and there's another camp of people who will say you know what what I saw last season what I've got from the club for me personally isn't good enough I need to see more if I want to you know put think- in the money again next season I think they've got to be a middle ground, Andrew. I totally agree with it. Chris is right. You've got Celtic supporters out there that are loyal to the club no matter what happens. Now, look at the success they've had uh, the years gone by and the, 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 the bast in that success. Winning trophy after trophy after trophy. There was no complaints. This year's been an absolute nightmare for them, especially watching the way Rangers have uh, went about their business, winning tight, the title and Celtic getting knocked out of cups as well, not even getting to cup finals. But you've got to have a middle ground. I think the the club's got to show their appreciation for the supporters. You look at other clubs that can't afford that sort of thing. Like Motherwell, for instance, right? Alan Burrows is on here and he's working to do everything he possibly can to show the club want to appreciate the loyalty of their fans by paying the same money for the season tickets and giving them out free season tickets. Now, I know that's their idea. That's fine. Brilliant. It's to be applauded. Celtic are completely different. They've got a massive year because if you look across the city, Rangers are just growing and growing and they're getting their business done and everything's rosy in the garden just now. At Celtic, my big concern is, yes, we know that Celtic don't want to just come out and say, unless and until that scarf's above, he said, there's a new manager. But you've got to give your paying customers some information. You're asking for money. It's the same money, but it's still a lot of money in today's market. So give them something back. And that's all they're asking for, I think. If Celtic come out in a statement and say, right, okay, the manager is not being announced because of X, Y, and Z, supporters accept that. They know that, you know, there's their hurdles. They know it's not just a case of the manager turning up signing a contract. There's a lot of detail that goes into it. But at least give them something back because you're asking for a lot of money off of people that a lot of people out there's very hard times just now. So 
As I say, I think that the Celtic uh, Celtic board owe the Celtic supporters a bit of a bit of loyalty back. Chris, uh, there obviously wasn't really much of an explanation as to why the the manager announcement has been delayed. They just said it, it will come shortly. Are you quite confident that you know the right decision will be made, and, and you'll hear soon when the manager is? Well, we don't know if it's going to be soon. We don't know if it's going to be tomorrow. If it's going to be next month. If it's going to be next week. If it's going to be even later. Still, um, the decision will be made when the deal is done. For all we know, the deal is done, and it's been held up for some for some other reason. We don't know what it is. The only news I want to come out a Celtic part is a guarantee that John Kennedy is not going to be in the dugout next season. Why is that, Chris? Is that because he was part of what happened last season as Neil Lennon, a part of Neil Lennon's backroom staff? Because, you know, and I will repeat it, and some Celtic fans are fed up hearing it, uh, that John John uh, Kennedy is held in huge regard at Celtic uh, from not just the players, but the board and obviously Peter Lowell, who's departing the club. But John Kennedy, you know, you hear coaches like Brendan Rodgers uh, speaking about him, so I don't, I don't understand that. Is that just a case of you thinking? Well, it's just time for fresh faces, fresh ideas. John's been there under Neil Lennon, obviously Brendan Rodgers, Ronnie Dyla. You just feel that it's time for John to move on. Well, there's nothing against the guy personally, and it's no, it's no um, hard grapes or it's bad grapes or not sour grapes. That's what I'm looking for. Sour grapes. It's um, the fact that the guy's been there. With all those managers, right, and then he gets his chance when he took in when he uh, took in turn manager there, and the team didn't really improve. Well, a lot so of people. He's been sitting there on the sidelines for all these years. He's very well thought of. There's a lot of the players coming out and saying he's a uh, he's a really nice guy. Things are great, etc., etc. But where was the improvement when he when he took over? So if he was there next season, are we actually expecting him to lift anything? Are you talking as part of Eddie Howe's backroom staff? Is that what you're saying? No, I mean, you don't want him to be the main man. No, you don't. don't, don't I, the I think we can forget that, Chris. I don't think John will be the main man. The only thing is, is John going to be part of the 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 coaching staff for me? Um, I think that's a big question. Mark. Me personally, I, I I know John very well. Um, I've got a lot of time for John Kennedy. I've never heard a bad word spoken about him as a coach. Everything's very positive. I would leave. I'd love to see John Kennedy getting an opportunity to go away from Celtic and go and manage another club and get a fresh start and put his ideas because he must have some experience learning off of guys like Brendan Rodgers. He's worked under Neil Lennon, Ronnie Dyla, for instance. He's worked. He's worked under some good people at Celtic Park, and as I say, no better than Brendan Rodgers. So he must have some great ideas there, and I would like to see John going and getting an opportunity elsewhere. And if years later on, you know, he, he, he happens to be successful and the opportunity comes up again, at least he'll have that experience under his belt. There's been talk of, you know, Eddie Howe maybe bringing in someone with, you know, a, a connection to Celtic. We've, we've seen it with previous managers that maybe haven't had experience in Scottish football, bring in someone that, that knows the club. Can John Kennedy be the one to, to fill that role? There's been talk of Peter Grant as well, potentially been there or because John Kennedy has those connections to previous managers is it more important maybe to have a clean break and, and, and look elsewhere me personally I think it's time for John to have a clean break um, I really do I think it's just the case of what's happened last year he's been put in the dugout uh, a lot of responsibility uh, has fallen on his shoulders and he is to carry, to carry the burden for that 
uh, I just feel it's time now for John He's a young lad As I say He must have some great experience under his belt Great ideas of his own Get yourself out of Celtic Park Go and get a club And stamp your own authority And I'd like to see John Because I think John would be a very very good manager And I think he'd be a success at that well, thank you to Chris in Kings Park. 0141951025 is the number you need. Raj is a Celtic fan in the South Side. Raj, what are your thoughts today? Um, hi guys, hi Pat, um, hi uh, Gordon Deal. Um, my thoughts are: I'm, I'm, a, I'm a season ticket holder, and, and um, uh, like the previous caller, I actually agree with everything that um, Gordon you've said today. I, I'm, I, I'm, I'm going to renew my ticket, but if I'm honest with you, I'm actually seething at the board at Celtic. Um, the fact that they've done no communications, nothing's been said. Not, not they've not told us anything. Um, I'm not, I'm, I'm not that fussed about the the price going up, staying the same. I mean, I, I believe we should be investing in the team, so I'm fine with the way it's staying. But any relationship you've got, and I don't care what where it is, what walk of life it is, any relationship you've got, and that's what they've got. The board's got a relationship with the um, with the uh, with its customers, with with us, with the fans. But they've given us no communications at all, and it, the lack of communication causes chaos. And that's what's happened at Celtic this this season. They've given us nothing. N- not a, this is what's going to happen, or this is what the holdup is. All we're getting is rumours upon rumours of um, Eddie Howe's going to be signing this week. He's going to be signing this week. They're going to actually sign him on the day of the the day when Lisbon Lions won. It's just it's just beyond a joke now. And it's, I mean, as I said, I will renew my season ticket. I've, re- I've had a season ticket for many, many years and I'll renew it. But it just it irritates me that they think that they can continuously get away with the poor, shoddy behaviour that they've done and the, the way in which they've uh, treated us. And, and uh, my biggest concern is we're a couple of weeks, we're a couple of, we're what, less than two months away from the qualifiers. We've got a, build, a, a rebuild job to do and we don't have a manager. And I don't think it's significant, Gordon. I don't think it's a significant rebuild job that you're mentioning. I mean, if we look at the, the, the start of this season, everybody was talking about we'd walk it. I don't think it's a significant. But what worries me is that we'll, let, we'll be at the back foot because we haven't got a manager in. We don't, they won't, the players that are coming in, we don't know when they're coming in. The players that are already in, they don't know what system to play under this new manager. And we're, we're, we're kind of handing the title away again to, to Rangers and giving them the, the, the leg up. But it just, um, I, I, you probably can tell from my voice, I'm actually seething the fact. And it really irritates me, the fact that I will renew it and I'm going to go away and still hand my money to it. But it's, I, I love Celtic and, and I always will. But it just irritates me, the fact that they've done nothing. And I'm hoping they're listening to this and they hear the fans saying how, how annoyed they are by the whole, the whole situation. I don't think I don't think you'll be the the only one that has that opinion about going and renewing your season ticket and still being angry because that's what happens when you're a supporter of a club. Uh, yes, you will be angry, but you still want to be there. You still want to have your season ticket because you know Celtic as a club, the size of it and the waiting list they must have. If you don't want that season's ticket, somebody else will pay it. Now it's okay, people saying, "Well, it's the same price, so I'm quite happy to pay that." Or if it went up, I was quite happy to pay that. Depends what bracket you're in You can afford that fine Everything's great for you If you can't and it's been a hard year And it's been a hard year for a lot of people I think you've got to work something a wee bit loyalty Towards your supporters Now where I disagree with you is on the pitch Because the Celtic fans don't know who's Who'll still be there next year We're talking Me personally I think Celtic need A turnover easily of 10 players And that to me is a massive rebuilding job. We don't know is Ayer going to be there? Is Christie going to be there? Is 
Edward going to be there Everybody seems to think they Don't. won't Scott Brown's away as well You know there's there's um, As Lee Griffiths I.E. is going to be there And then there's the loan signings as the well The likes of Elunis, John Joe Kenny You have a look at the back four There's doubts everyone's talking about the goalkeeper As a goalkeeper Has he got to be given an opportunity To show his worth After a year of settling in And a difficult year you've got to say So to say there's not a big rebuilding job If I was walking into Celtic just now I'd be thinking This is 24 hours every day for me Gordon, one thing Sorry, if I can just come back in there If we get a big name in in the Celtic right, I can guarantee You know, if the biggest problem I had with um, with Lennon and the big, the, an even bigger problem that I've got with Kennedy is you've got some very big names in, in Celtic that probably didn't even know who Kennedy was. I mean, I, the, the likes of Elgin Nussi, um, uh, Edwards, they probably didn't know Kennedy. Did they, did they really respect and want to play under him? If you get a big name in, the, 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 the biggest thing that we need, I mean, the, the fact, when we got Brendan Rodgers in, he was able to pull some huge talent into that club because they wanted to come and play with, for him. I suspect if we were to get a big enough name, you will, you will have a number of those players that are, that are not doing fantastic, they haven't done fantastic last season, but will want to stay and prove themselves. And, and I think the fact that so that's why I don't think it's a huge. I mean, the fact that are you putting Eddie Howe in, in that bracket? Back. Then are you putting Eddie Howe in that of bracket course. of would, a big name that Edward Ayer Christie will change and say, "No, we want to stay and play for this manager," without a doubt. Yeah, without a doubt. The, the, yeah, but the, the likes of um, Klopp and Fergie coming up uh, saying that you know that he's a wonderful manager, a great manager. He's got the pedigree, and anybody that has done what he's done, and uh, you know there'll be talks about actually he's, he's on um, he's on uh, gardening league. Well, Brendan Rodgers was the same. He's got a, he's got a pedigree. I, I, people will want to play for him under him, and people will want to come and play for Celtic if he's there because he's got the, the with him with somebody like um, Eddie Howe. They've got the chance to. If we look at Dembele, he came under Brendan Rodgers to rebuild his career. People will come in there looking at a good manager. Will they do that for a Kennedy? Will they do, would they have done that for a Lennon? No. But if you've got somebody like Eddie Howe, a big name, they will want to come in there thinking we could possibly rebuild our careers, come through here, play with a manager that knows what he's doing. And there'll be a lot of players that are con- considering whether to stay or go, which will I think they would have stayed. If we had a better view of, um, of the manager, I honestly think as well that um, Scott Brown would have stayed he, I mean, he's come out and said the reason I'm not uh, 100% sure is because I didn't know what the situation was with the manager. If we had Scott a, Brown, a Scott Brown come out and said he made his mind up in November, and Neil Lennon was still the well, manager well, of Celtic well, Football well, Club at the time. Yeah, but the 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 writing on the wall was the end of November that Lennon. I was I, see, I disagree with you. I don't think Scott Brown. The matter what manager, I think Scott Brown looked at his career. Uh, to go down a different avenue I think he's going to go Learn his coaching uh, Eventually look to get into management And I think he's going about it the right way Now they've been very easy I think Scott Brown easily could have Said to Celtic Right Give me give me another contract And what I'll do is I'll do a bit of coaching I'm here to play in so many games Scott Brown Decided his career wasn't going to go that way And I think he's going about his business the right way Now, where I will agree with you is I think there will be plenty of players out there Who want to come and play for a club like Celtic There's no doubt in that But I'm talking about We're now looking just now And you're not telling me Celtic's not a big, big job just now In the sense of rebuilding Because all these players you're talking about We don't know if Edward wants to stay I don't think he will still be there 
Will Ayer be there? I don't think he will be there Christie's another doubt The Griffiths one we're still to hear about The loan players There's a massive amount of players need to come in And you won't get it all right And you won't get it over the line Within days It'll take weeks upon weeks And remember Preparation is everything key in this game Look at the way Rangers went about your business last year In the summer They had everything in place They hit the ground running And they had a successful season I'm just saying that If I was a Celtic supporter I'd be a wee bit concerned that This work isn't started just now Well thank you to Raj 01419511025 If you want to get involved There's some breaking news coming out of UEFA To do with Andre Cadella's ban that he got We'll give you that news after the break. You are the voice of Scottish football. Call 01419511025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Gordon DL here with me, Andrew McLean, in the second part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. I said we'd bring you some breaking news coming out of UEFA tonight. It was to do with Slavia Prague's Andre Cadella. He had appealed the 10 match ban that he was given by the governing body for racially abusing Rangers midfielder Glenn Kamara. Now, UEFA have dismissed that appeal, so Andre Cadella will miss Euro 2020. He'll miss club games after that as well. Um, I, I think there was a lot of people out there that were quite shocked when they found out that Andre Cadella was going to appeal that ban, that the club were going to appeal that ban. And the end result, Gordon, is that UEFA have, have booted out the appeal and he will miss those 10 games. Yeah, and rightly so. Uh, he should be punished for it. I think he's a very lucky lad that it's 10 games. So... To appeal, I thought it was a bit of a brass neck for me, Andrew, to be honest with you. And uh, I'm glad that these appeal uh, has, he hasn't won that. So well done to him. That's an interesting thing because at the time, a lot of people were saying, you know, t- 10 games is nowhere near enough. We got calls about it, you know, people saying that he shouldn't play for mm-hmm. X amount of time, whether it's a season, whether, you know, people saying that he, he shouldn't play again. 10 games, I mean, he, he obviously denies that he said this. He's It's It's been proven now by UEFA that, that he has done this. And um, he will miss it. I think as well. I saw that the Czech Republic had actually left a spot open in their uh, squad for Euro 2020 in case he he won the appeal. But um, he won't be going to Euro 2020. He won't be playing against Scotland at Hamden for the Czech Republic. Yeah, and um, it's better uh, that he's not there. To be honest with you, um, his behaviour was disgraceful. He was found guilty. And as I say, I think that if I was him, I'd keep my head down. And think to myself, I'm quite lucky that I got away with 10. Especially what's happening in the world just now. 10-game uh, ban is absolutely nothing. Uh, I know that he's got to miss the Euros, but that's nothing to what he's actually, you know, what he's done and what he's um, been punished for, Andrew. So, as I say, 10 games, he's a very lucky boy. 01419511025 if you've got any thoughts on any of the topics we're getting into tonight. Paul is a Celtic fan in Kirkintilloch. Paul, what's on your mind tonight? Hey, hi, how you doing? Uh, how you doing, guys? How you doing, Gordon? Hi, Paul. Uh, my, my point tonight is I, I've been listening to the, uh, the last callers and today do I get my, my email and I get my information through about renewing my season tickets and uh, they offer a, a £50 voucher and I think it's in a two or three extra games uh, on your season ticket. When that'll be, I don't know. Because when we'll get in, I don't know. Now, to be honest, that's more than I expected the club were going to do. The season tickets went up fifty pound last year, uh, and this is you kind of getting the the fifty pound back. I think the way they look at it is uh, in the club shop. I hope it's for Adidas stuff, right enough. 
uh, and not just the, the kind of their own merchandise. But I'm listening to the the, the panic about Eddie Howe. Uh, if it is Eddie Howe, I think it is Eddie Howe. Uh, as I've said before, I think if it wasn't, I think he would have distanced himself for the job by now. But I would rather it's done right than done quick. And I, I know it's not done quick. And I think it's taken longer than the club expected. Uh, and I don't know if it's grown arms and legs with the uh, uh, Brad, sorry, Bournemouth being in the playoffs and things. But I would rather it was done right. I'd rather wait another week or so, a few days, and done right. Uh, so that I, I mean, I, I probably believe if it is, I think he started anyway. There's there's been information this week that Celtic have signed uh, a young guy for Scunthorpe and things like that. But I, I'm not panicking. I, I've, I've been. I've been supporting the club a long time. There's been far worse times than this. There's still the hysteria going on because uh, we made such a mess of the 10. But I would rather that it was done right. And I'm, I'm quite willing to wait a wee bit longer to make sure that they get their man. I think, Gordon, a lot of people thought the results at the weekend were going to be significant to this mm. with Bournemouth getting knocked out of the playoffs. That was their season officially over. There's talk of Eddie Howe wanting to bring a couple of coaches in from there. I think Stephen Purchase, Simon Whitehouse are, are two of the guys that are um, reported to be you know, guys that are going to go to Celtic with Eddie Howe if that mm-hmm. deal is going to be concluded. Um, but I think after, after the weekend, maybe there was quite a few Celtic fans that thought, great, you know what, first thing Monday morning, that'll be it, announced. Or Tuesday, that'll be it. Celtic have then had some communication today saying, you know, something will be announced shortly. Paul says he's he's pretty relaxed about it. He's just wanting it all to get done, you know, in the correct manner. But there'll, there'll be some people out there that, that don't share that view that, that yeah, really want co- to know what's happening now. Of course they do, um, because they've got the letters in today asking for their hard-earned cash. So they need a bit of information. I can understand Celtic as a club. And I, I think Paul makes a good point about trying to do it right but I'm not, I was never into this, um, you know, the Addy's story about, well, he wants to bring his coaches. Fine, he'll bring his own coaches. At the end of the day, as a manager, you don't sit there and say to yourself, right, Celtic have offered me a job, I'm going to go, but if these two coaches decide to stay at Bournemouth next season, then I'm not going to take the job. So I think it's obviously down to his contract at Bournemouth. But surely there's some way around it that Celtic can make a statement just to let the fans know, look, this is what's going to happen. You just have to be patient. Everything's going the right way. We're starting to work towards a rebuilding because it is a rebuilding, let's not be kidded. And give them a bit of information. I don't think that... I'm not standing here saying that Celtic should open their doors and and show their Celtic fans everything they want and give them the answers to every question. That doesn't happen. It doesn't happen to any club. But when you've got and you've had such a bad season and everything's went wrong, Celtic fans are like every other fans. They need a bit of encouragement. They need something to look forward to. You know, there'll be people like Paul who say, very calm, I'm quite happy to pay my money, I'm quite happy with the deal. But there'll be other Celtic fans there and say, look, I've supported this club for years. Sometimes I've struggled to pay the money, but I've got it. I want to stay, I want to be loyal, but I want to be... You know, I want to be feel worthy of the club as well. The communication is important. I really do. In the modern day game, years gone by, when I played and I started my career at Rangers, 
Rangers didn't tell the supporters anything. They didn't let them know what was happening because Rangers supporters weren't concerned. Celtic supporters down the road weren't concerned. They just want to go and support their club. Times have changed now, Andrew, because it is a lot of money. Now, people will come on here and say, well, I'm quite happy with the deal. I can, But there's a lot of people out there struggling and they still want to support their club, but they need a bit of encouragement and that's all they have to do. Um, but... If I was a Celtic supporter right now, I'm wanting the board to come out and tell me, Eddie Howe's come in there, where he brings two, three guys, that comes naturally, that's going to happen anyway. Eddie Howe will bring his own backroom staff in, his own coaching staff, whether that happens next week or two weeks. Get him in, show the fans that the club has already got a manager in the door. It feels better. Now, I'm no, I don't doubt that Eddie Howe's already on the phone, he's already talking, he's already... I've no doubt in that. But if you're a supporter, you want to see somebody in the office. You want to see them in the door because it makes you feel good. It makes you feel better that the club's starting to think forward again. Paul, I mean, I think it's 40, 42 days, I think it is, until Celtic's first friendly. They're then into Champions League qualifiers. No no concerns from you. You're still quite relaxed at the fact that, you know, there's still the manager to come in and, and quite a big rebuilding job in the summer. You think that by the time, you know, the vital qualifiers will come round, that, that everything will be in place? Look, it's not it's not ideal, and and I wish that if it was announced who the manager was, and they, they'd get players in. But I do think there's a, I do think there's enough time. I mean, I think that previous managers have come in and they've done it and they've signed a, a large number of players. I I don't think it's uh, out of the ordinary. I don't think it's beyond. Uh, Realism that Celtic could go and they could bring guys in and and start building. Uh, it's not ideal. The world's not ideal now. I mean, they're trying to bring in a big coaching team, and we we don't know. We don't totally know what the ins and outs are. Uh, it's a it's a different world, and I think Celtic are so concerned in doing it right. Paul, uh, Paul, sorry for interrupting. Do you not think sorry. that the, a lot of the Celtic fans worry? is because of the mistakes that was made last year. And let's be honest about it. Celtic, for some unknown reason, get left left behind in their preparation. You know, you look at you look at Rangers and you've got to give them credit. They had every single thing in place throughout the summer. They were ready for the green light. They were ready to go and they hit the ground running. Celtic were chasing their tails. Try to sign goalkeepers, you know, signings that probably they should have got in, didn't get in. Um, you know, I just thought that Celtic should have learned from that last year. And that's what's surprising me. And I totally understand that days are gone that these managers, and they're big-time managers, and contracts are very complicated for these guys. It doesn't just take a sit-down like the old days there, your offer, no, I want X, OK, we'll give you Y, sign it, and away you go. There's so many parties involved in this. So it does take time, and I can understand that. But I just think it's such a rebuilding job for Celtic, and I keep harping on about that rebuilding because it is. I just think that I think Celtic fans would like to see him sitting behind the desk and starting to get his work done. Well, thank you to Paul. Calls again sometime soon. 01419511025. James is a Rangers fan up next. James, can I ask you first of all the breaking news coming out tonight that UEFA have dismissed Andre Cadella's appeal against his 10 match ban? He'll serve that 10 match ban. I'm assuming that'll be news that you're welcome. 
Yes, definitely. Well, we'll, we'll, we all know Glenn Kamara, he's a camp player. With the reaction off him, you could tell it, but it's just been said. No, I mean, he's in club, but eventually came out and turned against him and all. So, there's no, I mean, there's no denying the guy, done it? What was your other point, James, that you're wanting to make tonight? Uh, the other point is uh, the panel have been speaking for the last three or four months now since Neil Lennon sacked as Eddie Hill's taking this job. I'm sure when Neil Lennon got the job, the panel were doing the same thing about Rafa Benitez. Uh, and we also know how that turned out. So how do you know that... that James, name, job, one, name one pundit that said Rafa Benitez was going to take his LG job. Is Nobody said that he was going to take the job in this panel. Nobody. That's the thing. I, I remember there being a lot of talk about yeah, Rafa Benitez, but the, the general feeling seemed to be that it wasn't really anything that that was ever going to happen. Right. Uh, well, see, and the guy who last comparing Eddie Howell, who got Bournemouth relegated to Brendan Rodgers, who nearly won the Premier League with Liverpool, is who's this guy? One of How how do you even compare the two managers? Well, I don't. I'd, I I know where the lad was coming from. The fact that he's thinking. Because Eddie Howe has managed, and let's face it, he done a terrific job at Bournemouth. Yes, he got really, yeah, he was, and he is a good manager. He's not, in my opinion, he's not in Brendan Rodgers. He's, uh, you know, that sort of a stature as a manager, but but he's he's held very highly in England as a very good coach, very good organizer. Celtic seem to think that as well because that is going to be their man. They're going to put their trust in him. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what he does deliver. He has got a he has got a very interesting job. Let me say it's not a it's not a Bournemouth now try to take them through the divisions and he done that successfully successfully and well done to him. This is a big club that has to come in. It's a demanding club and obviously the way that Rangers are going, your own team's going. It's got to be a real difficult job for him. James, from a Rangers perspective, are, are you quite happy watching on? You'll be confident after the season you've had. Are you quite happy watching on? You know that, that Celtic haven't appointed a manager yet, and you know they've they've still got a big rebuilding job to you. Does that? Definitely, do I think Celtic are going to be done for at least a year, a year or two. If Eddie Howe was going to sign the contract, surely we'd have done it by now. He's been out of work. You know what I mean? Celtic have needed somebody in to start rebuilding for that season. There's been no movement. Celtic are obviously doing a John McGinn again and know what to pay, what the guy's asking. Or, something, I mean, there's obviously something at play that the other guy would have been handed over there. I don't think it's anything to do with Celtic, to be honest with you. I think it's just the contracts that managers now sign. Even if they get put in garden leave now, he'd be on, he'd be on a lot of money down there. Um, there's no doubt in that. So if he leaves a job and he goes and signs for Celtic right away, and as much as people can say, well, you know, he'll have a few quid and he probably will. But everybody is entitled to their money. Everybody's entitled to their contract. Uh, the club sign it and the play, uh, the manager signs it. I think it's a case of just seeing out and getting to make sure that he leaves in these right turns at Bournemouth. So then he can start in the right turns at Celtic. But I keep going back to it. I would like, if it was, if it was a Celtic supporter... To get a bit of information from Celtic, I don't, I'm not asking for their, uh, the the world here in the sense of tell me everything that's going on behind the doors. Just give them something to say. Look, we're asking for your six hundred odd pound season ticket. There's what's happening here. This is what we're going to do. This is what you've got to look forward to. And I think that's 
probably most of the Celtic fans are asking for Well thank you to James 01419511025 if you want to get involved and how about this for an opportunity to celebrate Glasgow being named as a host city we're inviting schools across Glasgow in the West to enter a once in a lifetime chance to win a visit from the UEFA Euro 2020 trophy the iconic Henri Delaney trophy has been visiting host cities across Europe and from the 1st to the 3rd of June it will visit locations in Glasgow our very own Stephen Mill from Clyde One will join Skillsy the official mascot at the winning school on Tuesday the 1st of June your class will have the chance to get a photo taken with the Euro 2020 trophy you could get your hands on one more trophy than Gordon DL won throughout his whole career that would be good wouldn't it and then before it sets off <laughs> you're honest... kidding yourself <laughs> how many medals have I just lost oh that's exactly yeah. Yeah, won't okay. t- that's a touchy subject I won't go into that one but then, then the trophy will set off on its tour of iconic locations across the city so you can visit Clyde1.com to find out how you can enter your class this is all thanks to Glasgow being a host city and the Scottish FA giving Glasgow schools the chance to have the trophy visit their school ahead of Scotland's huge summer of football 0141-951-1025 This is Scottish football's league leader Clyde One Super Scoreboard Gordiel here with me Andrew McLean in the final part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard I was just looking at the, the TV there looking at the Manchester United team arriving for the uh, for the Europa League final, have a look. See the starting lineup. Is Scott McTominay starting? He is starting. So we've got one no of surprise. our very own Scott starting in the Europa League final tonight. So all the best to Scott McTominay in that one. And it doesn't really matter whether he lifts it or not because he's going to be lifting the the Euro 2020 trophy uh, in the summer anyway. As long as he doesn't get injured, that's the most most important thing. But uh, you're correct. We wish him all the best. He's a terrific player. He's an absolute terrific player. Um, and he's in their merit and um, we hope that he gets a winner's medal tonight but a wee bit of uh, advice don't put it under a bed yeah don't do that don't follow Gordon DL's mistakes 01419511025 if you want to get involved we uh, one of the sort of missing pieces of the managerial merry-go-round was filled in today Ross County appointing Malky Mackay as their new manager he left his role as the SFA's performance director last year and this is his first managerial role since leaving Wigan in 2015 so the reports sort of first of all came out last night linking him with the role and there was a lot of I'd say discontent, displeasure on, on social media amongst um, Ross County supporters. This was all to do with um, offensive messages that Mackay had sent uh, previously several years ago when he was in charge of, of Cardiff. So that's that's really been the main talking point. And we will get into that, Gordon. But purely from a, a footballing perspective, first and foremost, what, what do you make of that appointment? Um, I was a bit surprised about it. Um, I'm surprised that John Hughes actually left um, after his last game of the season at Fur Park when... It was a fantastic achievement to keep Ross County in the division. Uh, I thought it was a case of sitting down with Roy McGregor, uh, thrashing out a new deal and, and trying to move the club forward. And all of a sudden, like a lot of clubs just now, not just changing uh, the amount of players are changing, but clubs changing managers throughout all the divisions, managers moving about. Um, and obviously I heard the news today that Malky uh, was appointed uh, Ross County uh, manager. So... It's a very interesting appointment. Well, let's hear from Malky Mackay, shall we? Speaking today at his unveiling, he says he has nothing to hide after taking over at Ross County and he's hoping fans will give him a chance to show what he can do. That was something that was, um, what, seven, eight years ago now. Um, well documented a variety of times. You know, nothing to hide there in terms of the, um, the whole aspect of it and the interviews that I went through for the next three, four years. Um but since then, um, I've worked for um, another football club 
the Scottish FA and the governance of the game in Scotland for four years, and more recently UEFA and FIFA, um, and managed to, to be asked to, to be interim manager of the national team. So, you know, that's something that I, I always try and, and attain to be better every day. And, and I would hope that the people that, that genuinely know me and have come across me, especially in the last four years, kind of been in, in Scottish football, um, make their own mind up as to, to who I am. But I, what I can tell you is, for the good of Ross County, I will do everything in my power 24 hours a day to make sure that... Um, that the chairman, the chief executive, um, and more importantly, the, the fans in the community um, in the Highlands and, and at Ross County are actually seeing someone that, that is wholly committed to their football club. So there's been a lot of talk, obviously, on social media about this today. I've really seen sort of two sides of it. There's some people that will come out and say, you know, he apologised. It was it was years ago. He, he deserves a second chance, rehabilitation, things like that. Other people saying that, you know, because of what he said, he shouldn't be given an opportunity like this. Ross County fans saying, you know what, if someone has these views or had these views in the past, they don't represent me, they don't represent my club. Um, I'm not surprised with it. I heard Malky there. And I think Malky realises that there's split decisions with it, um, Andrew. It's up to him now to go and, you know, show people that, you know, he has apologised, he was wrong, he knows he was wrong, but... In today's world, it's very hard to go over because it's always going to be there in your background. Always going to be there. Um, he has worked with SFA. He has worked since his last man- manager's job was 2015 with Wigan. But he stood in uh, the, you know, for Scotland. He's worked with SFA. He's worked with uh, different uh, sort of a jobs. And it'll be interesting to see how he goes up there. He's obviously convinced Roy McGregor that he is a man for the job. But... We were touching on a point tonight about Cadella. I'm saying that 10 matches wasn't enough. Um, so it's really make your own mind up with this one. Um, Malky Mackay can't do anymore. He's come out and basically says, look, you can, you know, it depends what way you want to go with this. Um, but I am truly sorry and I want to show everybody that I've got something to offer a game. Yeah, I've seen some Ross County fans sort of accuse Roy McGregor of hypocrisy almost because I think it was just yesterday he was quoted on the club website saying, you know, with our next move, we need to, we need to you know, realise the identity of, of Ross County and, and get that in place. And Ross County fans, a lot of them don't think this appointment really goes in line with what they feel the identity of the club is. Totally understand that. Yeah. Um, it's, it's one that has... Come a little bit left field for me. I didn't. If, if you'd asked me two days ago, who do you think of the Ross County job? Malcolm Mackay wouldn't have been on my lips. But he's an experienced manager, and I think uh, Roy McGregor believes that he has been punished enough. He believes that uh, you know his apologies, and he believes he's the right man to take Ross County forward. And he's a man that makes the decisions. From a PR perspective, it looks to be a bit of a gamble, but purely from a footballing perspective. He's a man that's not been in a managerial job since I think he had a, a short stint at Wigan after he'd left Cardiff. Since then, he's, he's been behind the scenes. He was a performance director at the SFA, working a lot with the younger groups there. He's done some work with, with FIFA mm. and UEFA. So it'll be interesting to see how how he works his way into this role, given the fact that it's, it's been a long time. What's that, about six years now that, that he's not been in a yeah, position I, like this? I, I, wouldn't be, I wouldn't be too bothered with that, Andrew. I've got to say, I think take the off-field stuff away from it and we'll talk just basically as a manager as a coach and what he's got to do in a football club I certainly think he's got the ability to do that I know what you're saying it's been a long time 
But these managers keep themselves in tune with the modern day ways and what's happening in football. And he's been involved in football as well. So, in the football sense, I wouldn't have a problem whatsoever with the appointment. Well, that's one we'll watch with interest. There's a lot of other managerial vacancies that need to be sorted out um, in the coming weeks, so we'll keep an eye on those as well. Another point I wanted to touch on as well, a story coming out of Rangers today. Yanis Hadji has been quoted saying he doesn't want to miss the opportunity to represent Romania at the Olympics this summer, even though it would mean that he would miss the start of Rangers' season. So some really crucial Champions League qualifiers in there, and it could, you know, depending on how far they get in the tournament, could miss the first weekend, potentially the second uh, league weekend of the season. So... I mean that it's a tough one because you know every player wants to represent their country, mm-hmm. but on the other side of things, Rangers are the ones that pay his wages. Yeah, and if I was him just now, the especially way Rangers are going, especially way the the competition is uh, for places at Rangers under Steven Gerrard, then I would certainly be missing this one out. My country, you're right. Everybody wants to represent their country. No better honour, but it's you know his football career, club career. And especially a lot of big games coming up early season. Uh, Rangers have got one or two suspended, Ruth and Kamara. So I think Steven Gerrard will be having a quiet word in his ear and saying, look, we really need you here. Is the decision made even tougher by the fact that, I mean, Glenn Kamara has a European ban coming up, Kamar Ruth has a European ban coming up, Yanis Hadji, you know, can, can play in that sort of right forward spot that, that Kamar Ruth plays in. He can play further back in midfield. That yeah, might... he's, he's a big player for him. Um, he's getting better. I thought he had a decent, decent season. Uh, scored goals as well. Played uh, a major part in them winning the title and their success in Europe. So I think Rangers will do everything to convince a lad. Look, we totally understand your disappointment of not representing your country, but I think Rangers come first here. Well, thank you for all your calls and all your tweets tonight. Thank you for Gordon DL in the studio as well. I'll be back here tomorrow night at six o'clock. Mark Wilson will be joining me then. Make sure to stick around tonight, though, because Johnny Campbell is up next.